a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter and actually it's the easiest breakup I've ever been through because everyone knows you're not a fucking ally if you're dating someone who's transphobic, bitch. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 21, The Unknowable Room, in which Harry Potter repeatedly tries and fails to enter the room of requirement and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is Andrew. Say hello to the listeners, Andrew. Hello, everyone. And our special guest today is Danny. Say hello to the listeners, Danny. Hey, everybody. Always a fun time to be back hanging with you guys. <laughs> you may remember Danny from our legendary JK Rowling is canceled episode. It's so funny because at the time I was like, Haley, is this too controversial of an episode title? And Haley was like, no, it'll get him. And, and now, like, with all of this hindsight, I'm like, we fucking canceled her like hell that day. Hell yeah. <laughs> We've never gone back. <laughs> I think you did the appropriate amount called for, given the situation. I, I think. Uh, yeah, it's more of like a duration of cancel now. Exactly. Like, it, it's reinforcement, <laughs> right? Like, you can't just train yeah. a dog by correcting a behavior one time. You've got to constantly, you know. <laughs> It's and true, when you it's have a, a less than human pile of hate and badness, you've just got to constantly remind it that it's worthless. So, you know. Like Daenerys Targaryen, we went moved forward and we <laughs> could not look back. Oh my god. <laughs> With every copy sold, her soul split further. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of horcruxes, my guy. <laughs> uh, Danny, how the hell have you been since you were on the pod last? Uh, I'm not going to look it up, guys. Don't worry. It's okay. I don't know either. It's fine. Time is an illusion. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, I've been, you know, well, I've been hanging out. Um, listeners, I just told these lovely people that I hit my reading goal this year, which I'm really proud of myself for. 30 bucks. Um, yeah, and I'm probably going to go beyond that. So I've just basically been, you know, getting stoned, reading books, going to work vibing that's it yeah. that sounds lovely. that's the life that is the life so danny where does book six fall for you like in your ranking of the books is it like one of your more favorite or your less favorite that's a good question i don't think i ever really thought about um where this book ranked for me um i don't know i would say this is um it's maybe controversial um, you know, I like all the Harry Potter books, obviously. Um, but I think this is probably like maybe a four for me, you know, um, Ooh. it's, you know, one of your I, lesser favorite. Yeah. Middle lesser. Yes. One of the middle lessers, like, you know, it's still good. It's still up there, but it's, um, it's not my fave. Um, especially in reading okay. chapter, you know, we'll dive into it, but we definitely <laughs> got a couple of, um, this chapter sucks, though. Yeah, <laughs> so boring and stupid. Like this was the boring. Honestly, like Half Blood Prince after Order of the Phoenix, we've been like, oh, nice. Every chapter has stuff happening. Like we're really doing plot. 
This is the first chapter. No stuff happening. Yeah. And it's also like reading it now as an adult knowing about, you know, she who must not be named. You know, we'll get into it, but there's definite moments Mm -hmm. of her transphobia in this chapter that I definitely would not have noticed, you know, a million years ago when I read this book. (laughs) So totally. And it's really funny because I wrote that intro about not dating someone who's transphobic, bitch. And like without thinking about the content of this chapter, it was like at random. And then I also just invited you on at random. Like things always align for the restricted section. I've never done one lick of planning for this podcast. (laughs) I love that. Everything is a happy accident. You know, I love that. You know, happy accidents make the world go around. I mean, Bob Ross, he loved happy accidents, right? No such thing as a happy accident. Don't worry about it. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. R.I.P. Last summer, I worked at a brewery and nobody ever came in and I got $15 an hour before tips. And I was I had Bob Ross on all the time and I was just reading like a book a day. God, that was the best job. God (laughs) damn, that was such a good job. Every like third day, you just get a text from Tina like, hey, you know what you would really enjoy right now? Just coming by the brewery. And I was like, no. A beer. No, I a beer. A free beer? You don't want a free shitty shit. That beer? beer? No. No, I do not. It must no, have I been. worked there and I could have as much as I wanted and I couldn't. And you were like, oh, this is fine. It must have been really bad if you couldn't get takers terrible. on free beers or even free beers for yeah. yourself. They had like the one or two beers. And then when those are out, it's like, I'm not. I can't do the rest of these. <laughs> Yeah. There. They had seltzer though, which was solid because it's kind of hard to fuck up seltzer. Either you like know how to make seltzer or you don't. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, seltzer's great. It was okay. <laughs> it, I mean, it still wasn't com- compared to the rest. It was much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared right. to getting my head cut off, you know, having a lar- <laughs> arm removed is really not that bad. Like, who knew? I'm painting my nails right now, just so everyone knows. It's like really hard for me to find like an hour where my hands are resting. I mean, they're dry. not technically resting right now, though. They're actively painting. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not if I'm in my house, just like living my life and I paint my nails. It's like, what what am I doing now? Like, <laughs> I can't just sit here with my hands completely unuseful. What, what Tina's really trying to tell us is very uh, subtly saying, y'all better keep talking because I've got 45 minutes until this is dry. So <laughs> That sounds about true. right. I'm going to need y'all to keep going. My plug for this week is Sally Hansen Insta Dry because it does dry in about like two or three minutes. So, but it, it involves like you do the one hand, if like ideally paint the one hand, let it dry. Then you have to u- now use that hand to paint the other hand, let it dry. And then you do a second coat. Sometimes you need to do a third coat. And then you have to go back with the nail polish remover and fix everywhere you fucked up. And it's a lot of places. You <laughs> fucked up in a lot of places. Guess what? You did. <laughs> it's so funny that you're bringing this up because um, two of my amazing coworkers, you know, I work in a school. Two of my coworkers, uh, Andrea and Mackenzie, they are always talking about how they're accidentally chipping their nails. And it's so funny because, you know, Mackenzie will chip her nail and be like, I need to make an emergency nail appointment. And they say that they go. Oh, my God. It's really funny. And they're great. Uh, But they go to these, you know, nail appointments, either regularly or emergency, because they have said that same struggle. 
that they just can't find the time to free up their hands and they just fuck it up. <laughs> my aunt, when I was a kid, I have like really vivid memories of when I was a kid, my aunt would paint her nails at stoplights because I, I don't know. I was just like on a lot of road trips with her. You know, she's like my mom's sister. They're tight. And I'd be in her car and she would paint her nails at stoplights. So then you're like driving. <laughs> that sounds terribly dangerous. Okay. But you just, you're at the stoplight though. You can do anything you need to at a stoplight. <laughs> you can even switch drivers at a stoplight if you're quick about it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've done it. I've been that driver. <laughs> I have done these things. I have said them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the chapter because nothing's happened. To? So that, well, that means there's a bunch of like tiny shit that we're probably going to like tangent about. That's true. Love that for us. Remember last time, remember last time you resented coming on a chapter and we had our friend Jay on with us and we went on and on because there was just like a bunch of dumb little shit that we enjoyed talking about. True. And because True. Jay was extremely charming Fantastic. and chatty, yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay, so when I originally like took these notes, I was reading Half Blood Prince like all the way through at that brewery job that I was <laughs> reading that I was reading like a book a day, and it was because any it was so funny because anytime anyone walked in, I would like hide it. I'm like I can't be seen reading Harry Potter in public. I'm thirty, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And she's a transphobe. And then, like, somebody would be like, oh, is that Harry Potter? Because it's Harry Potter, and th especially the later ones, are the most recognizable books in the world. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you have, like, a choice. And I'm, am, am I going to lie to this person's face, or am I going to open the Harry Potter door? Because they're mm. both really bad options. <laughs> you know, I had yeah. similar um, comments today because, again, I work in a school. So this isn't even my copy of the Half-Blood Prince, I went to my school's oh. library and I said, hey, where's the Half-Blood Prince? I need to uh, read it. That every library is <laughs> legally required to have exactly. Harry Potter. So it was just funny, you know, leaving it in my classroom when I was out and about. So many people just picked this up and was like, oh, who's reading this? And it's like me. Hi, Mr. D. I'm reading this. <laughs> Not, you know, the room of like 12 year olds, but me. <laughs> I, I do think it's a good sign that it was in a stock, though, right? Because that means the yeah. kids aren't actively reading it. So <laughs> it's true. My kids are mostly movie watchers, so like I did kind of ask them who has read it, and most of them were like, "No, but I've seen the movies. Get it?" <laughs> Which is so wild to me because I feel like the movies don't make any fucking sense if you haven't read the book. Yeah, but maybe I'm wrong because the whole rest of the world seems fine with them. We're definitely um, a unique generation of Harry Potter fans. Like, you know, I think back to like book release parties. Are those even mm -hmm. a thing anymore? Like, do people still party I, at Barnes right? and Noble? Come on. It was the place to be. <laughs> Danny, did you go to mid the midnight book releases? I went to one and I think it was for um, whatever one came out in like, I'm trying hold on. I actually just looked up when they came out today. It was Deathly Hollows 2007. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did go to one. It was cool. a good time. Yeah. Um, I had an English teacher who was there and she dressed up as a, um, oh my God, words are hard. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. So it was really cool. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Was, yeah, that is cool. It was a good time. Did you guys ever go to premiere parties? Every time. No, I did. I did. You went to a lot of them, Andrew? <laughs> Every time. Uh, from fourth on. <clears throat> Not okay, only did wait, I... I need you. Because 
I'm yeah. planning a Patreon bonus episode about the midnight releases because I would never oh, went to shit. any. Oh shit! Okay. So I need to get I need to get you on that, Andrew, because I never went to any. I I had this thing where my birthday was either like a couple days before or a couple days after the book came out, so I never ever had to think about getting the book at all. It would and mm-hmm. I was wasn't on the internet. Like it's not like the day it dropped, I was like ducking spoilers, <laughs> like people are now. So it would just show up, and I wasn't even at school because it came out in the summertime. So like I would just it would the book would appear in my life within a couple days of its launch and I would be that's good enough for me. So first of all, you're crazy. You should have been reading it as soon as the printed word was available because that's what a normal person would do. Uh, second of all, I not only did I go to every midnight release from the time they started, I convinced my parents oftentimes to drop me off on their way to work. So I was usually in like the top like 20 of people getting them. Andrew, that's, that's really cool. Wait, say no more. If you want to hear any more about this fucking story, sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it's actually that. it's actually pretty interesting. Because, like, okay, yeah, I, I've, got, I've got some stories. I've got some stories. Yeah, this party's got wild. <laughs> that's good, because we already tried to record this episode actually one time, and I have me, Brooke, and Grace on it, and Brooke could not attend as Freya was refusing the sweet release of sleep. <laughs> so we had to postpone it (laughs) um okay let's get into the chapter wait 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 guys do you you remember do you remember a hundred years ago i said i took notes on this book like a year and a half ago at the brewery at the brewery was there an end to that sentence yes the (laughs) the reason i said that is because I was just writing these all in one go, like not week to week. Mm-hmm. And so the, my notes start with it, the first word of my notes is just a week later. And I'm <laughs> now I'm like, what happened a week ago? I literally don't remember oh, what whatever happened last week. Listeners, I'm sure you remember because you're smarter than me. A week later, <laughs> this is when this chapter starts. <laughs> From whatever that shit was. Now we're on to this shit. <sighs> Oh, man. So Harry's trying to figure out how to get that m- memory from Slug. Um, he's reading his potions book. We're in the common room one night and he sees this little spell written in the wait. I almost said corridors. What's it called? The margins of the book. And it says Sectum Sempra. That's probably nothing. Uh, I'm sure it'll never, never come back. <laughs> it's never going to come back. And, nope. and definitely not in the gayest way. <laughs> the gayest way possible. The gayest scene in the whole book. <laughs> I think it's one of my favorite scenes because it's just Harry going from happy and I've got this to like, oh, God, oh, God, no, 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 no. Dude, I feel like we all know the feeling of make of real the moment of realization of I have made a terrible mistake. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Or like specifically, I have taken something way too far, way too quickly and like. Mm. escalated it to a point that there might be long-term consequences involved. Yeah, this is serious. No, serious is a different guy. Serious is dead in this one. <laughs> it's funny because I recently recorded with Zach over on Belated Binge, and um, I don't know if those episodes like have come out yet or if they're going to come out soon. Listeners, my Belated Binge episode has come out, so please go listen to it. It's a lot of fun. And thanks to Zach for having me on. We were recording about the prisoner of Azkaban when Draco Malfoy is like pretending to be injured. So it's really crazy when Harry super recklessly, super intentionally, like viciously injures. <laughs> anyway, 
that's not this fucking chapter. Is that the next chapter? It's the next, next chapter, I think. Or maybe the next, next, next chapter. You know, it's somewhere in the book. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Apparition tests are coming up for Ron and Hermione, who are both already 17, or like they will be 17 by the date. I think Ron's birthday is March 1st, and Hermione's birthday is like September 9th or something, like September 3rd. She's a Libra. Yes. Same girl. Did y'all get your driver's licenses the like as soon as possible when you were younger? Yeah, I think I did. See, I tried to, but I'm not great with, you know, taking tests because of anxiety. So I failed a bunch of times. But eventually I got there. Like, you know, it's, it's fine. Yes. I own a car. That's Keep the only thing it. that matters. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that matters. What about you, Andrew? Did you get it right away? Oh, yeah. Like, like I think literally I got the learner's permit the day I was able to. And then I think I got yeah. my license like one like, day later because I had to do like a court date, I think, to get it. When I grew up, I lived in the middle of nowhere, like cannot walk to a friend's house. And my parents yeah. had a rule that I wasn't allowed to get in the car with anyone who wasn't my friend's mom. So like all my friends who were getting their driver's licenses were not like allowed to come get me. It, it's because your parents wanted you to live. That's the reason why. Dude, but like <laughs> at what cost? At the cost of me living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I couldn't I couldn't like go hang out with my friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I was desperate for that driver's license. My uh my dad made a really cool deal with me when I was a kid. He said as long as I can afford to pay for my insurance, he would always make sure that I had a vehicle, right? Because he knew how important Whoa. it was for me to be able to like now he never said like a great one, right? So like <laughs> My first truck was older than I was, but it was a vehicle and I, I could get from point A to point B. Plus, I did a bunch of like football and wrestling and, you know, extracurricular activities and whatnot. Yeah. So there was always need for transportation. Yeah, I stayed after school for drama a lot. And it was like a similar thing. I was, uh, you know, inner city. So there was always ways of getting around you know um oh, yeah bumming rides public from, transit interesting yeah public <laughs> uh i definitely took the city bus you know my fair share of times are always uh you know friends whatever i did a lot of walking back in the day so that too <laughs> my inner suburbanite always shows up whenever i go to a place that has public transportation because there's a part of me that genuinely loves public transportation so I'll Dude, like, I love it too. It's the best thing. I'll like get on the subway in New York and there'll be like people going crazy around me and I'll just be smiling like this is fantastic. <laughs> this is low You're cost like just, and oh, it's yeah, efficient. It's the best. And like Richmond is a city, but we have a horrific public transit system. I swear to God, we've ranted about this on the podcast for yeah. some other fucking reason before. And I grew up in Fairfax, which like has nothing. It has like a very shitty bus system. <laughs> it has one bus and it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, my bestie David relied on the bus to get to work, and he pretty much, like, every other week had to call me and be like, I miss the bus, I need you to take me to work. <laughs> or, like, the uh -oh. bus isn't coming, I need you to take me to work. Mm. A lot of buses not coming. <laughs> so, I would probably want to know how to apparate, like, even if it's uncomfortable, you eventually get used to it. Yeah. You would think. I really appreciate yeah. uh, Ron stressing over this, because, like, I read his stress and I'm like, yeah, I get it, Ron. This would be me in this driver's license, you know, Aww. situation. I'd be Ron and I get it. <laughs> I've always was obsessed with the idea of apparition just because I thought that like, if you were a muggle born person who learned how to apparate, 
you could become the most successful drug dealer of all time. Oh, 100%. And it wouldn't oh, even yeah. be dangerous. It wouldn't even be dangerous. Yeah, uh, someone yeah. spots you, it. you're gone in a flash. Like, wow. And like, I'm not proud that that's where my 16 to 17 year old brain went. But the moment that I like was reading about this chapter, I was like, I would deal drugs. I would absolutely I'm deal drugs with for having that the magic that, <laughs> <laughs> that this, Honestly, this literal magic this universe is providing me. And I'm like, I could make a profit off that. If, if we for could sure. go on Shark Tank and pitch this idea, I think we'd have backers. <laughs> so I, I am proud of you. I support you. Um, if Thank we you. make this a reality, then let's do it. Uh, the support of my fans means everything. So, I, good, I good. Really <laughs> <laughs> Ron is doing his homework and he starts spelling stuff wrong and like getting confused about it. <laughs> and he realizes he's using Fred and George's spell check quill and the spell is wearing off. So rather than it, rather than like failing to check his spelling, it's like aggressively misleading his spelling. <laughs> and this is where we get the legendary Runel Waslib misspelling of Ronald Weasley. I love We're it. finally here, everyone. <laughs> we made it. Shout out to our friend Mots, who was in last week's episode, actually. And he, like, half of the Zoom calls that I've been in with him, which has been a lot, He his name is just Ronald Waslip. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. It's, like, such a good joke. No, this is, a medi- this is like, a small to medium joke. It's a very funny joke <laughs> when... In a couple chapters, Snape finds this and is like, who's that? And Harry's like, it's my nickname. (laughs) Can I share my pet theory with you all? Yes. I don't think the quills were running out of power. I had the same thought. I think the only thing better than making an actual self-correcting quill in Fred and George's mind would be making something called a self-correcting quill that does self-correct for a while and oh then God. turns to be misspelling on purpose. I and like probably that, well, goes back and forth. Funny. Yes. I had that same thought, Andrew. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I was questioning, is this really a correction quill or are his older brothers yet again fucking with him? Um, I think they were <laughs> fucking with him. I love that. Yeah. Well, it, and we know <laughs> if there's anything that Fred and George will do, they will prove to have mastery of incredibly complex magic just to perform a very simple joke. Oh, 100%. Like that is, yeah. that is the true show of power that these two guys have is they'll like <laughs> yeah. do something astounding just to make someone f- smell a fart. Like, I love it. It's <laughs> amazing. So that's so brotherly of them. It really is. Like I, as someone who has brothers, it's like big brother energy. It really is, though. It's such a, um, it, you know, from a prank level, that's a really great one. It's a it's a slow buildup because at first he's like, yeah, this is great. Spelling all the things. And then, you know, mm-hmm. he's Ronald Weaslip. So there's that. Runel <laughs> Waslip. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Put respect on his name. <laughs> respect. Hermione offers to fix his his paper and Ron says he loves her. I and love she blushes. He is so desperate for Lavender to dump him so he doesn't have to dump her. And it's so annoying. But I was pulling these exact same stunts when I was his age. <laughs> I cannot blame him. <laughs> like, how mean do I have to get before I make you dump? <laughs> <laughs> I really loved reading the, these moments throughout the chapter with Ron and Hermione. Because obviously, you know, it's a, it's the slow build of their eventual, uh, really, you know, 
uh, legendary makeout scene. And um, yeah, the yep. rest is history. Those are the two children I want to be romantically involved in this story. That's fair. But can we also just huh. talk, uh, talk about, I really hate that. Um, this is definitely a tangent, but if memory serves me correctly, they named one of their children Hugo. And I, I remember reading yeah. that and being like, where does that even come? Like Ron names this child and Hermione, why did you <laughs> let him? <laughs> I think Hugo is a classy name. Oh, I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, whether or not you like it, I think right now it is like kind of in as like a classic, classy, AKA like hipster kind of name. Okay, I think yeah. in that sense, I like it a bit more. Hey, my neighbor just named her baby Hugo. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> I Isn't don't give a that shit. an award <laughs> of some yeah, sort? Yeah, Hugo Award, Hugo Award for science fiction writing. Yeah, ah. that I knew. See, to me, it's not a name. You know, it's it's it's. It's an award. Yeah. But isn't that award named after someone? We don't need to get into that. We don't need to go there. What do you have to say about Hugo weaving? You know, I don't think I thought this Hugo thing through. I had to, I literally, Danny, don't feel bad. Cause I literally sat here and was like, Hugo weaving is popping into my head and I cannot remember why. And I just had to like pull out my phone and Google Hugo weaving question mark. They're like, dude, he's an actor. I was like, okay, thank you. Google. Yeah, Andrew, I get it. whoa, you should have hit the pipe again. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the common room is clear, Creature and Dobby appear. And then they have some words for us to say right here. I don't know. Um, this isn't uncomfortable at all. We should just talk about this and not feel uncomfortable. Because anytime the house elves show up, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's one of those things that blows me away with how little... I un I like how much it didn't freak me out when I was younger. That's I the part know. that blows like, me this away. It's normal. This makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, it's like in a way, Harry Potter was kind of like the first cult that a lot of us had experience with, right? Like, I like that. we uh, some of well, us got way uh, we too into ra- it. We were both raised Catholic, and after that, it well, came Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> the first one that later on we might have recognized. Potter. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I because it was the first one that like I really got to know a community with, and like I really you know got involved in, and I I love the shit out of it, and like I don't I get now how you can be like these people in these cults, and they're like no no it's fine, and they're like but he hasn't let you eat for the last four days, and they're like yeah but like this is what's best for me, and then I read a thing about a about a house elf, and I'm like okay maybe I can maybe I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Dobby hasn't been sleeping. It's just really awkward. He has like trouble talking about Malfoy because Malfoy used to enslave him. (laughs) Harry figures out eventually like Dobby's telling him that Malfoy has been going to the room of requirement with a variety of students. And they're like, what? Whoa. Mind's blown. (laughs) 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 They're like, I I only have more questions. (laughs) But more that's not less, said Harry. I, I, I just, I. <laughs> the elves vanish. I, I think we all just are trying to blast through the elves because we all hate it. <laughs> yeah, it is awkward. I do like the part where um, Dobby just yells that Draco's a bad boy. I find that very funny. Um, <laughs> that is that, you know, little moment of awkwardness. Yeah, he's a bad boy. That's not Dobby's voice at all, but <laughs> that's kind of how I read it. So, you know. What, and I love, oh doesn't God. he yell it at Creature specifically? So it's like, 
his moment of triumph is being able to speak ill towards to another house elf about a ma- like he's rising up in a way and i love that for him yes it, it looks great on him right before he tries to cast himself into a fire oh dobby uh, i just Pressure. like i feel like i especially hate having dobby and creature together because it's kind of like the two yeah like, i feel like she's like one of these is a problem and the other one is the solution and it's like no, <laughs> no. the solution is you should not have invented this race to subjugate it <laughs> yeah 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 it's not great the scenes just like leave every uh, leave me feeling awkward and like I, I also kind of feel like we've like said everything about the elves and like every time they come up, it's just like the same feeling mm-hmm. of like, this is not handled well. I personally feel uncomfortable. There's just no reason. Yeah. So the elves leave. Trio chit chats a little bit more. Eventually Harry has an epiphany, which like, that's cool. It's cool that he's figuring <laughs> things out with his brain. Whoa. His big boy brain. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy brain. He realizes that Crab and Goyle have been using Polyjuice Potion to disguise themselves as other students like Sandguard outside the room of requirement for Draco Malfoy discreetly. And they did so using Polyjuice Potion. Well, he figures anyway that they could have stolen it from Slughorn because he had it like out in a vat that day in potions class. Which like to do it this many times and for as long as they're doing it, like they would have had to have stolen so much. Yes. Like barrels yeah. of this shit. Like I think Slughorn would have noticed. Call me crazy, but I think a experienced long-term professor would have noticed if gallons of polyjuice potion were nicked from his cupboards. I feel like that day in class, Malfoy stole the polyjuice potion just like a little bit and then was like, oh, here's how I can use this. I'm going to make it myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. I mean, part of me questions if Malfoy is really um, smart enough to handle making a polyjuice potion himself. Because, um, you know, Malfoy is Malfoy. He uh, done goofs quite a bit, but, you know. What if, like, Pansy Parkinson is smart or something and we just never learn about it? I would love that, honestly. And he gets her to do stuff for him? Oh. I gotta say, I think Malfoy is smart. I think he's just cowardly, right? Okay. Like, the ironic thing about Malfoy is he is largely what he tries to make fun of of uh, uh, Neville for, right? He's everything that he claims Neville is. He's a coward that has no spine, that doesn't believe in himself, that's constantly worried about what other people think, and is really just a sad sack, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not nice being Neville Long or not being Draco Malfoy, but like he's actually pretty competent from everything that we see. Like he goes mm-hmm. into all the further classes with Harry. He's, you know, he's pretty competent and capable. He's just a coward. That's a fair point. Okay. Yeah. He is in an owl class, but also Snape is the one who was grading him before this and like mm-hmm. might not have been doing it consistently with other students. Mm. So the next day at breakfast, Ron and Hermione are going into Hogsmeade to practice apparition additionally for their test. So Harry plans to spend the day trying to force entry into the room of requirement. Smart. Good use of time. <laughs> and Hermione like is not trying to help. And Harry's like, that's really shitty of you. Cause you know, you could be a great help to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the answer. Or you're not a good friend. Tell me Basically. what they do. Yeah. 
Um, I do just, if it's cool, I do just want to circle back. I should have mentioned this before, but like we mentioned, hinted on it before the the transphobia in this chapter a bit, and it definitely comes Uh out, you know, in that epiphany uh, Harry has about, you know, uh, Crab and Goyle. And, you know, if you just look at the commentary, you know, uh, when they find out that uh, they've been the little girls, like Ron precious baby ron is like not happy that uh he's got crab and goyle transforming into girls blimey no wonder you know no wonder they don't look too happy these days you know so it's just those that just we know yeah 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 i don't yeah, like he's practic- that <laughs> <laughs> you might as well be saying like i ronald weasley would feel terrible if i were forced to live as a woman yeah, and to me, it's Which just... Which is so crazy to me, because I consider myself to be a cis woman, but, like, if I was in a dude's body, I'd be like, I'm gonna try this out for a little while. This is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Let's take yeah. it for a test run, like, right? Let's take it for a test run. Yeah. It's not like a punishment. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're shopping for a car. Let's go, you know? That'd be cool. I'm into it, you know? Um, but to me, it was also just, you know not on brand for who I interpret Ron Weasley to be, you know, um, obviously, you know, when, uh, we read, we all have our different interpretations of characters of what's going on. And my interpretation of Ron Weasley is not someone who would be this upset that, you know, guys were transforming into girls. Like Ron is too good for that. Well, and especially when you consider that like every single female like when I, I don't want to say female, that sounds stupid, but like every woman that Bron has interacted with they're, in his family, women, women, right. <laughs> Cause when they're human, they're women. Every woman that he has like a relationship with is a strong woman, right? There's no mm-hmm. like, you know, non fierce people in his life from his mother to Jenny to Hermione. Like why would he see this as anything negative? I don't, I just don't get it. I don't, you're right. Ron is surrounded by bad bitches and he knows it. Yeah, exactly. So I Thank you. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. I get you. I get you. Danny always gets me. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day at breakfast, Harry's trying to plan a fourth entry into the room of requirement. Hermione's trying to help. And then in the newspaper, they see that Mundungus has been arrested. Oh, oh no, so that a, character we care so much about. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, stop. we're really worried about Please. it. <laughs> no. Not him. Oh. I'm invested. <laughs> Wearing the invisibility cloak, Harry goes to the corridor where the room of requirement lives and it's empty. And he's like stomping about being like, show me Draco, my crush, Draco. Show me Draco. <laughs> Bring me my boyfriend. <laughs> So this is like the most simple third month of D&D puzzle and he just cannot get it right because he constantly Mm. doesn't realize all you have to do is think the thought that Draco would think, which is like, show me someplace safe, someplace I can hide someplace. You know, these are pretty wide uh, parameters. Yeah. He's just so. And he knows that that's what. Right, and every thought is break your other rules to show me no, you or like just go and say I need a room with a log of every time this room has been accessed and the reason why. Ooh, there you go. You know who probably would have been really good at this like thought experiment of trying to find Draco in the room of requirement? 
Luna Lovegood. Because that oh bitch God, thinks yes. that bitch, bitch thinks in like very unique ways, and I feel like she could have figured out. And she's a Ravenclaw, isn't she? She is. She would have. She yeah. would have used some like long extinct or never existent species that it would be a hatchery of that have the ability to teleport you directly to like where the person you're looking for. It would be something absurd and crazy oh, and beautiful like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like the image of Harry just kind of stomping around angrily, like, eh, give me my <laughs> requirement now, man. I'm Harry Potter. That's not how I think of him, but that's kind of how this felt a little bit for me, knowing that Harry was just so fixated on Draco and not what he really needed, you know? Yo, think about this. Think about if you had been one of the people who had, like, stuck with Harry, right? The ministry turns on him and you stick by his side. And like, it looks like Voldemort's coming back and you believe he's the one you think he's the chosen one. And then you're walking down the corridor and see him <laughs> walking back and forth in front of this one section of wall, walking up to it, feeling if it's solid, stamping his he's feet, wearing the invisibility walking cloak. away. He, he has oh. why he put the cloak on. That's why he put the cloak on so people don't see him doing that. This is crazy. It would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I made that. a mistake. Ron and Hermione aren't in Hogsmeade right now. They go to Hogsmeade later. This time, he just abandoned his friends to go do this activity. Oh, his that. friends and his mission. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Like, he cannot figure out how to find Draco, so he leaves. <laughs> I love that this character, who knows how to sneak out better than damn near any other character in the castle doesn't just go to Slughorn's room after dark. Like, he's not going to be anywhere else but his room. He lives there. Yeah. He's a professor. And, like, he <laughs> hasn't done this one most obvious thing. I just can't corner him. Art, are you really trying? Harry, I'm going to yeah. need you to look me in your eyes and tell me that you're really trying. Because I, if that's your best... <laughs> You know how we say you, you re remind us of Dumbledore from a very Potter musical? <laughs> or is yeah. it Puffs? No, Puffs. it's a very Potter musical. Or no. Yes, it's Puffs. I think it's Puffs. Whichever one no. was the flip-flop wearing bathrobe. No, thing. exactly. It's one of those one of those two. I conflate them a lot. Um, but you sound like Dumbledore in the scene where he's like, Harry, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're right, you're right, okay? In Defense Against the Targards, Seamus is like, Professor Snape, what how do you know? If you have an inferi, like how what how do you identify an inferi? An inferi. That's a cool thing to ask Severus Snape, who is the meanest person on earth. <laughs> and Harry's like whispering about it. So Snape asks Harry to state the difference between a ghost and an inferi. And Harry is like, okay, well, ghosts are transparent. <laughs> and Snape's like, oh, are ghosts fucking transparent, you idiot? <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this stupid guy. What, a, what an idiot. Six years of magical education have not been wasted on you, Potter. Ghosts are transparent. Snape came in with assassin. But it's like... Come on, man. This, this is a very legitimate answer to your question. It is, though. It is... A teacher should say, like, yes, and, you know? <laughs> right. Whenever that's not possible. enough information. I need you to go deeper. 
You mean a five-year-old could have told us as much is not the appropriate response? Which, you know what? (laughs) I don't think he's right. I don't think a five-year-old. I don't think a five-year-old could tell you that. I think a five-year-old could tell you. And and then the ghost, the ghost had a dinosaur, and the dinosaur had a big apple. And I like apples. And that's what five-year-olds talk like. Yeah. You didn't tell me that they, they're going to be like, well, actually, if you look at the fairy, you'll notice. <laughs> they're going to think you're talking about a fairy, or you know, and be like, yeah, ghosts are ghosts, and fairies have wings. Duh, you're dumb. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> And then, like, go back to eating Legos or whatever. I don't know what children do. I hope they don't, don't eat Legos. Either. That's bad. Please I'm, don't I'm, eat Legos. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that I was completely wrong with how much a five-year-old would be talking, but still. Uh, it's, we don't have children. It shows. <laughs> no. It's just that children are different from each other. Yes. <laughs> so it depends. <laughs> so Ron, like, defends Harry, his answer, and then... Snape takes a jab at his inability to operate, which is really mean. Yes. <laughs> and specific. A little funny, but mean. Was, yeah, it's so was, specific. Was Snape, so like, watching the special practice just to be like, who can I mock for this? Ooh, Weasley's not doing well. Ooh. Like, how much free time do you have as an adult to go to a child's, essentially a child's driver's license, te- <laughs> like, lesson, and to watch people to be like, I'm going to mock them in class for that. Yeah, that's that's some mm-hmm. dedication right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harry and Ron go into the bathroom and Myrtle is there and Ron's being mean to her, which is fine. <laughs> Ron continues <laughs> to be a shithead. He never stops being mean to her. <laughs> well, we were really impressed that he was nice to Luna like two chapters ago, but <laughs> it doesn't last, I guess. Oh, Ron. Can't be nice to all women. All women all the time. Pish posh. Get out of here. Yeah. That's too hard. <laughs> so it, it comes out that someone has been in the bathroom crying. Like some boy has been in the bathroom crying. And Ron and Harry are like, a crying boy. What? I've never oh. heard of a thing like that. <laughs> they, they really treat it like it's this like, oh my gosh. Like they want this tea more than I've ever seen someone want tea. They're like, yeah, they who, do. Was, who was crying <laughs> in the bathroom? Oh. What boy was in here uh, crying? And the fact that they're just upset about Myrtle being in the boys' bathroom just kind of adds to it. They're already kind of, you know, in that in that mindset. Like, oh, there's a girl in the boys' bathroom, and now there's a boy in here crying? Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why do so many events? Here's the thing. So many events in Harry Potter take place in the bathroom, but I, you never see someone just pissed. <laughs> and I was th- I was thinking about this earlier because I was reading I was thinking about like the Yule Ball how it says that the boys are outside playing snowball fight for like hours and hours and then they go upstairs and all get dressed together for the Yule Ball and I'm like show like I you don't need to show me I need to know that they showered in between those two things <laughs> like I, I need reassurance just say showered all these words put showered in there I don't know I don't know if 12 to 16 year old, you know, Gryffindor boys. You have to shower. Oh, I don't think they showered. (laughs) I think they went right. I'm fine, right, bro? What they did is they took a little extra Axe body spray than normal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They just showered in body spray. Yeah, I 100% think they went right from, you know, the snow into those those fancy suits and they were just ready to go. Snow's just water, okay? 
It's yeah, just water. It's That's... like they showered outside. Hello. Duh. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. So it's the next day that Ron and Hermione go into Hogsmeade for extra apparition lessons. And then Harry's like, I'm going to go to the fucking room of requirement. He sees Goyle on the map guarding it. So he runs up there. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? Use my time wisely. <laughs> I'm going to make yeah. smart decisions and prudent ones that go along with my long-term goals. And so he chases after his boyfriend. And kicks walls. <laughs> Continues his little temper tantrum. It's an inability to like focus on what he should due to a complete blindness about like what he's really thinking about right now. It reminds me of Sean and his house projects. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I literally cannot think about that other thing right now because I'm figuring out this other thing. <laughs> Harry, like, puts on the invisibility cloak and he goes up to Goyle, who is disguised as a girl, and he spooks Wait, Tina, this girl. Wait, Tina, hold what? on. Sorry, are you going to put in the dun, dun, dun? <laughs> <laughs> like, sound effect when you say he's dressed or he's uh, disguised, disguised as, a as a girl? The audacity. I just think um, you need to get the appropriate mood setting. <laughs> He spooks Goyle. He's like, hello. What does he, he say? says? He's hello. Like, oh. You're very pretty, aren't you? Which is. That is a very scary thing to say to anyone. Yeah, I don't like that. That was Harry's uh, choice of uh, scaring uh, this girl, essentially um, human being. Um, yeah, not a fan, but he gets the job done. He does get the job done. <laughs> I think in his head, he's like, what? What does this guy who doesn't. He assumes that Goyle, like, super isn't into this and is like, what's the worst thing? Oh, I'm going to call him pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, Which, like, I... Goyle can stand to be a little prettier. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't we all? I get it. <laughs> I, you know, it's a stupid plan because Goyle's going to get lost in that compliment. You know, Goyle's going to be like, I am pretty and I deserve to be pretty. And he's going to be unflappable for the rest of the day. No, see what Harry should have done because Goyle's a fucking moron is just walk up and be like, "Sup, Goyle?" Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. It would have worked perfectly, uh, but instead he say, like gets all creepy. Really off. Yeah, I would say something really off the wall. Like I'd walk up and say, "Like my crotch itches." My crotch is itchy. Or like, <laughs> do you, or like, do you have any gum? <laughs> like I'd say something really random, but. You're still disembodied, though, so it's scary no matter what. Do you folks think that somewhere in the depths of the World Wide Web, um, there is uh, fan fiction yes. about Harry uh, and Goyle <laughs> as a, his 11-year-old girl counterpart? Because um, if, if it exists, send it my way. I'm so curious. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you. that. Someone has written that. If not, I will write it tonight and send it Thank to you. Thank you. It is not okay. No. Um. <laughs> Harry's there now in front of the room of requirement, and he is doing the same thing he did yesterday. He is like, show me my boyfriend. Show me my boyfriend. Because now he, when he went there yesterday, he didn't know if Malfoy was in there, but now he knows. Malfoy's in there. Quotation or marks. I, I guess, yeah. I guess he knew Malfoy wasn't there yesterday because no one was standing guard. But anyway, he, it doesn't work, dude. He, he even though Malfoy's tra trapped in there, he still can't do it. 
Yeah, for the rest of this book, he's going to slowly turn into more and more of like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3, where he's like doing the dancing and like, you know what I'm talking about? Where he gets all weird as shit <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's kind of hairy for the yeah. rest of this book until it gets real <laughs> different true. real quick. Yeah. I just love that he ran up to the wall and kicked it like, oh, little Harry, <laughs> look at you go. Yeah. Okay. He's trying so hard. <laughs> tried so hard and got lose- so far. But in the end. He kicks the wall. <laughs> he, ki- he kicks the wall. He loses his invisibility cloak. So now he's exposed and his frustration is exposed. And then. And Tom- his shame Tom's is exposed. <laughs> yeah. And he sees like an older friend like Tonks is there it's like she well I was about to say she can regulate her emotions but based on the way she's been portrayed in the last book she mm. cannot control her emotions which she, is a she's fun thing for one of strong girl characters Harry, mm. the way Harry acts here reminds me of like when y'all first started smoking weed did you ever run into one of those relatives that was just like just had enough respect for that you were like I don't like the fact that I'm high around you right now do you know what I'm talking about I think so. Um, like no. you're kind of scared, like like an aunt or an uncle that you're like, I kind of respect you, and I really like shouldn't no. be stoned around you. Not necessarily. No. No. Like a relative. All my family smokes weed. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I wish that was my reality. It's not the grown ups, but like all of the kids smoked weed. I I don't feel like I have that person. <laughs> I think that, or I definitely have had that feeling, just not with a uh, a family member, like um. Just running into people at like Walmart, like uh, you know, people at uh, work and such. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a former teacher or something. Like it's like, ooh. Definitely yeah. when I'm really high and I go out in my backyard and my two year old next door neighbor starts talking to me, I'm like, "Bye, honey." <laughs> <laughs> like, Bye. <laughs> That's cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So Tonks is like doing bad. <laughs> yeah, I not don't great. like seeing Tonks struggle. Yeah. And it's like, what is she doing here? This is one of those things that I know we haven't gotten there yet, but I hate the turn that is made in Tonks as a character from being this like super independent, like badass woman who's clumsy, but like badass as hell. Mm-hmm. Into like the lovesick puppy dog who's like, but Remus, I just want to love you. It's like, fuck off. No, stop it. <laughs> yeah. This is not okay. Yeah, it's like, why can't she be romantically involved or even a little heartbroken without it touching every other inch of her life? Yeah. Yeah. She's like defining her. Yeah, she's a strong enough character that I think that she definitely deserved that. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Harry goes down to meet Ron and Hermione for lunch and Ron has pro- finally made some progress operating a bit. He missed, but he did move. This was Woo-hoo. like <laughs> This is like equivalent to, you know, someone going in for the first kiss and missing. I loved it. Um, you know, <laughs> going <laughs> I overshot it a bit. <laughs> Uh, but at least he moved at least he got there (laughs) Ron Um, and then Harry tells them that he saw Tonks and then he's like I don't feel like I have an authority to make this speculation (laughs) but what if Sirius was in love with Tonks aren't they cousins 
Uh, yes, they, they are. First cousins. They're first cousins. Hmm. Yes, they are. I think I forgot that. Yeah. Well, they're first cousins. If I'm, if I'm, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that what it turns out, she's not. She's bummed about Sirius, but this is like she's still upset because this is the beginning of Remus not being okay with them having a relationship because of the war. Hmm. That's what, like, that's what I, I I assumed this was though, because like. This is the first time that we get that stupid ass thing about like her her patronus change and they're not specific because they don't want to give it away. They're like, it's some big like four legged thing. Something. Yeah, it's because they don't want they, it's not actually serious. It's Lupin. It's the werewolf that it turns into. And like this is like the first time I think that it's supposed to be Tonks being all mopey and lovesick about Remus that will eventually come out like, oh, that's the reason I've been off. Not because of like the perfectly rational death of Sirius. Because when he's like, I, I loved him too. She's like, huh? You know? Yeah. So it's not, it's not actually serious that she's thinking about. It's fucking Lupin. Yeah, I just feel like this is a wild speculation. On, on Harry's part, I feel like he's just like, well, she is like really emotional about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to have been true love. <laughs> um, and that's because he doesn't quite fully understand depth of emotion. Or how family trees function. Or how family trees function. <laughs> Which I did I did just pull up the black family tree, and they sure are first cousins. <laughs> oh wow. Great. Mm. Ah, monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, I suppose. And they're like Oh, we're pure blood. And it's like, at what fucking cost? Like, how on earth do you view, like, being pure blood as better? Well, mainly hemophilia. That's the first thing. There's a few others. I'm not vibing with that at all. I'm kind of (laughs) skimming through the, you know, this conversation a bit. And um, I I think, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence that it may be about Sirius. I don't see it being more than that, personally. At least I'm not interpreting it that way. Like, I want to see your point. I gotta, I'm going to have to look at this further. Yeah. Get into this, really. Because I, I want to see like it, I, said, I, I, I could be completely wrong, but it just, it doesn't... I want... I, I, yeah. I, I thought I, it, I'm interested the way it hit now. me was yeah. more like him being like, assuming that it was this one thing and her being like, wait. that Because that's why she's like, what? It's because it's like, wait, but you, you love Remus too? That we have to have a talk if that's the case. Like, mm-hmm. Well, that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Is there anything, Danny, that we like didn't talk about? Didn't talk about enough? Uh, um, any funny jokes you want to highlight, or like anything like that? I don't think so. I'm kind of skimming things here from you know that conversation about Tonks and onward. Here we just, I love that. Um, I've brought this up in episodes in the past about Ron shoveling mashed potatoes in his face. I remember bringing this up in the past and I just love that we get that again in this book. Like when I picture Ronald Weasley, I kind of picture him shoving mashed potatoes in his face. Like that's just who he is. He's a mashed potato kind of guy. And I'm into that. And that's the best way to eat mashed potatoes, right? Like if your verb choice is anything less than shoveling, you're not enthusiastic enough and you don't deserve those mashed potatoes. I agree. 100%. Wow. If you're daintily eating potatoes. You don't get potatoes. I feel you're wrong. <laughs> we're very passionate about potatoes here on this podcast, and I think that it, you know, it's important that people know this now. 
<laughs> Look for Danny and I's spinoff podcast, The Importance of Potatoes, Mashing <laughs> Exactly. Samwise yes. Gamgee, that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you we guys us- both have such Samwise energy, too, honestly. I love that. Thank you. That's a, a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> can we just talk about here, of course, Ron ends the chapter with, you know, a joke. Women, he said wisely to Harry, because Ronald Weasley knows so much about women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. No. He's, no. he's the person he I go to for advice. Uh, 100%. <laughs> he knows it all. That you explains know? so much. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Oh, Ron. In 2023, would Ron subscribe to fucking Andrew Tate? I don't think so. I, I'd like to think that Hermione makes him a, a better man. You know? But I mean... Burn. <laughs> Can't find a bit of uh, Oh, Pearl Jam, love it. Yeah, I I don't like to dream of that for him, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'd be happy with it. I, I don't want it, but like, I, I think he's like the person that Tate would be like advertising to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think maybe if he and Hermione somehow ended in a bitter divorce. Oh yeah. See, I there's no see there's him. no way they don't end in a bitter divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him gravitating towards Andrew uh Andrew Tate after a bitter divorce with Hermione. He, oh but, yeah. Oh god, it, so he gets like totally like far right and like anti muggleborn and shit. Yeah. Like he turns into one of those assholes. Uh, oh god. MAGA Ron. I would hate oh. that so much. But I can see that. I mean Hermione really <laughs> She keeps this man in check, and I love that for her. And, and that's Danny's warning to all yeah. of us. We could all be that level of loser if we don't actively check ourselves. Before you wreck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, do you have any final words about the chapter? No. Yeah. No. This was just kind of lame. I feel like. I feel like when you picked this chapter, Danny, you're like, let's do the unknowable room. I was like, that's going to be a good one. That's a fun one. And then I read it and I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I do. Rem- I do remember when I picked these chapters out because it was when I uh, visited last over the summer and I was sitting on your couch with you and you were like, here, pick these dates. And we definitely had that conversation. And I was also like, yeah, this is going to be a really good chapter. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, wow, this is a pretty boring chapter. But you know what? It's it's still a good time hanging out, coming on. Yes, so. it's always a good time. <laughs> yes. And you, you're going to get your redemption because do you remember what chapter you're on for the Deathly Hallows? Because we already decided. I want you to remember the state that we were in when we were sitting on your couch when I <laughs> okay. picked these out because I have absolutely no idea you, what I signed myself we up decided, for. <laughs> we, decided that, we decided that you, me, and Haley are going to do the chapter The Battle of Hogwarts because it might literally Ooh. be a three-hour episode I and I was like, I need someone who can commit to this. Uh, I can commit <laughs> to this 100%. I'm, I'm your guy to sit here for three hours. I can commit to more if need be. <laughs> I can easily put aside time for this. <laughs> There's no way I'm editing a three plus hour episode. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't believe you. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do plugs. Let's do plugs. it. Danny, do you want the people to find you on the internet? 
Uh, yes, folks, you can find me on Instagram at ddcrisanti. That's me. Picture of me and my beautiful cat, Velvet. As for books, I just it's an oldie but a goodie. Um, one of my favorite authors is Tim O'Brien. So I just finished, um, I think this is my the fifth novel I've read from him, but I just finished In the Lake of the Woods. Um, it was pretty great. I'd recommend it. Um, you know, good stuff. I love me some some war stories. Hell yeah. Thanks Fuck for the recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what what are you plugging this week? So this is kind of a weird plug because it's something that won't have come out yet. But in like late January, uh, Sarah Jaraz's new album is coming out. And like if you do not know who Sarah Jaraz is, you've got to listen to her. She's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, you texted music. about her today. Yeah, she uh, her pre-release singles came out for the album. So I highly recommend checking those out because it's just if you've never listened to folk music it just makes your heart feel good so i love that i'm gonna have to check that out i've been your host christina you know where to find me and this week i'm plugging myself i wrote a book indie book publishing from start to finish colon it's going to be awesome and it's like almost a 300 page book like a total blanket overview of the publishing process as sold through like an indie public small publishing lens and you too can learn how to publish a book or I totally respect that a lot of people don't want to write books. Here's what you can do. Buy it for someone that you know who wants to publish a book and you get to support me and support a friend. Hell yeah. So that's linked in the show notes. It comes out January 9th and it's going to be awesome. I think I told you that I think the ultimate act of altruism that someone could do would be to inspire the youth to become, you know, self-published authors by buying dozens of copies and donating them to all of your local high schools because you know that would be the right thing to do i love that so (laughs) yeah i love that too i can get you a discount if you want to donate books for real dozens dozens of copies is the right (laughs) yeah it has to be dozens dozens um i also want to plug in the same breath (laughs) as my book the culmination of my career i would also like to plug this headshot i just found <laughs> I just bought this really nice bong and grinder. Oh yeah, the grinder <laughs> from, from from um Burning Love. <laughs> Andrew, these are the two sides of my personality. It really, it's it's. I I would expect no other way, but it's always just fun seeing it happen because it's Burning like you love. said, this culmination of my life's work, <laughs> and I got a really good bong here too. So these are equal. These are equal. Life's all They're about similar triumphs. <laughs> so Burning Love has like high femme, like affordable glassware. Like it's very like girly. There's a tab that says that's just called pink. My new bong's pink. I got a butterfly-shaped pi- uh, bowl piece and a rose-shaped one as well. So I'm plugging that as well. Love that. <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. And, um, you know, yeah. always fun to talk about good old Harry Potter, the original cult. Yeah. Cult of our generation. My first cult. 
Yes, we need matching t-shirts. <laughs> we must have been having a good time because I feel like I keep thinking that this has been a really short recording, but it has like looking at the numbers, it hasn't. Really? So I'm pretty our, sure. Our, our conversation was fun and easy. I'm pretty sure the first 30 minutes of that recording are not actually episode though. Oh yeah, really? absolutely not. I love 30? it. 30? <laughs> no way, was it 30? I was around 27. When we actually got Whoa. into it. Wow. So. All right. So maybe it is a short episode. <laughs> you know what? It, it's or maybe a good I one. leave all that in. <laughs> it's not short. It's just amplified, right? Like it's all, it's very uh, 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 concise. It's not right? short. It's average. Concentrated. It's concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> As I've told so many people in my life. <laughs> I don't know. This is an average length episode. Oh, and here's the result of my. Uh, Are they like dry? Are they actually dry? Yeah, but- they're. They're totally dry, and I touched them up. Yeah, nice. fantastic. Yep, it's like, <laughs> a, it's like a velvet, a velvet <laughs> color. Velvet is not a color. I regret to inform you. <laughs> you knew what shade I was speaking of when I said it. Though, from, so. from my <laughs> lighting, I definitely looking... don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it looked like a blood red to me with my lighting. What 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 do they actually? Yeah, like a really blood red. Maybe like a little browner. Oh, like all right. Burgundy. There yeah. we go. Literally, uh, if you Google velvet color, <laughs> the first thing that comes up is like a dark purpley burgundy. I'm going to Google it right now. Whoa. It, is, it literally is a color. So like, wow. Boom goes the dynamite. To me, it is a material. I it definitely never is a material, the color but before. people associate wow. things and are dumb so it became its own color that is reflective is of that material he was right <laughs> guys he was right what's happening <laughs> because i listen to red velvet whose concept is based on the two uh, different colors like, so <laughs> uh, to me this is, to me velvet is a cat because um those of you who follow me on instagram oh, yeah. uh, you'll see that i have two cats and one of them is named velvet by uh senior rescue kitty so there we go she's adorable that is fantastic (laughs) is she burgundy is she (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i actually uh don't like the texture of the fabric uh fabric velvet so i tell people that yeah a lot of people don't i think yeah so i tell people that you know she's the only velvet i like which is accurate Oh, that's well, nice. nice. Yeah, now I've had I can a couple different like, people tell me that they don't like velvet. Yeah, well, now I can say I like velvet as a color because apparently it's a color. So there we go. Yeah, and it is a good color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, Danny, thanks for coming. Andrew, thanks for coming. L- listeners, thanks for coming. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Get, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it to the end of this podcast, and I will never. Finish. I'm gonna make it to the end of the restricted section as it, in its life, and I will never end an episode elegantly. <laughs> I'm determined to not. Come quad. I love that. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. 
Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. Uh, like that school project you were really proud of. Or that poem you wrote when you got dumped. Well, how about that apology letter you wrote to your mom when you got into that fight? Or the song you recorded before you knew how to write music. Okay, don't at me. <laughs> and we're here to talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Like the Library of Alexandria. And Dewey Decimal. His name was Melville. Melville Dewey. Oh, well, do we want to get the clips rolling? I don't think I ever recovered from this in terms of being cool. Why did I say any of this? Guys, you like the drama. So there is actually quite a bit to unpack here. Oh, all this drama was so addictive as a teenager. There's no punctuation to it. I'll start with that. I actually have no memory of this. There were so many, so many lies that I was telling. It's not terrible. No one like really taught me how to write a good short story. That was a journey. Listen to Burn Before Reading every Wednesday, wherever pods are cast. I really think that you all need to investigate whether that was actually a college or a cult that y'all were part of, because I'm not so sure. Oh, it's from probably what... a cult, 100%. Dave X Media.